0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland. Got a great show for you today. We got Kel Phelps and then we got Alan Dickinson from Pig Out Roasters coming up in a little bit. But first, we'd like to thank our folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. That's beef the way nature intended. And I eat enough of it. I can tell you nature loves me. Anyway, that's PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Um, And don't forget, last week we had Stan Hayes on from Operation Barbecue Relief. And I would suggest you go back and listen to that show again if you got a minute, because there was some great information in there. And those guys have been doing great work. And they're down there uh, working with Hurricane Zeta right now. I think that is it or Zeke or something. Anyway, uh, but let's get off to Kel Phelps. Kel's the publisher, as you know, of National Barbecue News, and he's Joining us the first of the month from now on to tell us what's coming up in the magazine. Kel, my friend, how are you?
1: I'm good, brother. I hope everything's uh, well with you guys. And uh, yeah, man, we're just smoking like always, bro.
0: So what do you got coming up in the magazine this month?
1: Oh man. So uh something we had done in a long time, but uh November, um we're all about talking turkey, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we uh we publish the first of each month. So, um we miss some of the holidays throughout the year that happen at the first of the month. Um but Thanksgiving is one that uh allows us to uh put some information in that month's issue. And then it gives people an opportunity to, uh, you know, play with them, try them, and uh, get prepared before the big holiday uh, that's coming up. But, um, yeah, so it's all – we're all talking turkey uh, for November, man. So everything is there. Had a great cover shot um, from the National Turkey Federation. Um, Hooked us up with a a good-looking turkey. And, um, of course, we don't – we don't frown on fried turkeys or oven roasted turkeys, but, uh, our deal is all about barbecue and grilling and suckers up.
0: So, yeah, I've been doing that for a number of years now. Um, I actually do it on my, my, one of my pellet cookers and man, they come out great.
1: I hear you, man. My favorite thing I found here recently. And, uh, I guess maybe it was so. Me, he turned this on to that a few years ago. Was uh, the scratch cot right version of the turkey, where you split down the backbone and open him up, and um, we've done that the last few years, and uh, for Thanksgiving, and just uh, the family loves it. And uh, matter of fact, calls already coming in now to make sure that uh, that we're going to have that same same deal. So, um, so we're ready for that. And uh, speaking of even Meathead, he even shares this month in uh, in the magazine how to do the perfect turkey. So um, I think that's what he goes through is how to do the spatchcock version of the, of the turkey there. So.
0: Oh, yeah. He'll be coming on the show in a couple of weeks, the show that airs right the weekend before Thanksgiving. And we talk turkey every year on that. And he's been doing his spatchcock thing for uh, a long time. I've tried it a few times. My problem is, is I've got a lot of geezers in my family, m- myself not included in that group. <laughs> and they really like that Norman Rockwell looking stuff. So it's a little hard to, you know, if I laid out a spatchcock bird for them, they'd think I would screwed it up or something. So I, I don't I've still got a few years left that I have to do that. And then after that, I'll probably jump back into doing the spatchcock stuff. So what else you got? You've always got some Great um uh columns in there i know vic does a column for you and so does ray and does does a column for you in there and you've got some profiles that you do i've drug a few people from your profiles on the show and uh, it's always worked out great for me so who have you got coming up on those
1: good deal man so for a profile this month um Mike Garrison, um, the flying judge, actually got the opportunity to sit down and chat a little while with uh, the Barbecue Hall of Famer Artie Davis. Oh, yeah. And um, he, he got to tell his story about Remus Powers. And if you've yep. ever been to a barbecue competition that Artie's at, you'll see him swearing the judges with his oath. and um man, it's just uh it's just a – to me, it's it's cool to be a part of a li- uh, living legend, and uh, to me, that's what Artie Davis is. He would never ever tell you that that's uh, that's what he is, but uh, he really and truly is. He is a remarkable guy, and um, um, Mike Garrison, a great great guy too, barbecue judge from way many many years. Um, from down in Florida, um, and a big KCBS supporter, Florida Barbecue Association supporter. But he's the contributor that, that did the profile on Artie this month. And Of course, Artie has his article in there every month, too. Right. And um, he's uh, he's got a little bit of talking turkey um, with his spin of it. Um, no recipe there, but um, kind of give his uh, idea of his family's uh, turkey gathering. Um, but, uh, also got Doug Mosley, who's, uh, reviewed a couple of books and even did the, uh, book review of, uh, Robert Moss has, uh, revised the history of barbecue book. And, uh, so Doug Mosley, if you kind of want to know what a little bit more about that book before you buy it or, uh, see it on the shelf or want to kick the tires or whatever, Doug kind of gives his thoughts on, on that tremendous book. And also, (laughs) um, he also uh reviewed the book uh all about spam of all things <laughs> and uh, <laughs> people laugh at me, man, but you know what i have uh i am a big time fan of spam from way back when I was a kid my dad we would go fishing and he would actually um grab the the saltine crackers and the sardines or you know and i just i as a kid, I just could not stomach that at all right it just uh was too much for me but now the the can of spam um, with uh, with some uh, soda crackers and uh, saltine crackers or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I was good to go. I was a happy young man sitting in the back of the boat then. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad to see Doug keep the the spam alive. Hey, uh, in my I, world,
0: I'm down with spam. I got to tell you a quick story about that. If you've ever been to Hawaii, they love spam. They that caught on over okay. there in World War II, and uh, I'm sure some of the the warehouses still have the stuff from World War II in it over there. I'm not sure because spam lasts forever. But uh they right. do it. I'm a I'm a fan of spam. My dad would not eat it after, you know, four years in the army. He was like, nah. But uh I always <laughs> liked it. And um uh, it's funny because my daughter, who I thought would never like that, she's kind of a sushi girl. She does like barbecue, she loves barbecue, but you know, she likes sushi and she'll try all kinds of things, but I never thought she'd love spam, but she went to college with a girl who lived in Hawaii was from Hawaii. And when Merce came home, she was like, I'm going to make some spam for breakfast one day. And I, I looked at her like, who is this person? This is not my daughter. you <laughs>
1: know. <laughs> That's it. And I, we actually got together to race back in the day. Um, they sponsored a NASCAR team and, um, Couple friends uh, had tickets from the local grocery store, and we sit there in the in the pits with them. And that's where I learned how to grill spam, um, and actually slice it up out of the can and grill it right off on a on a charcoal grill. It's uh, pretty tasty. I got to tell you, it's, uh, it gives a little little more characteristic to it coming off a grill, but it's not bad, not bad at all.
0: So, what is that your favorite spam recipe? I like mine. I like it fried in a sandwich. You know, I'll put
1: in I, I like it grilled, man. I yeah. like it. I like it grilled with some char on it, you know, almost like a uh, yep. pork steak kind of sort of thing. Yep. So, yep. Yep. That's, that's me, man. That's that's my spam go to. See,
0: I'll uh, do I'll do a little spam. I've never I've honestly with all the stuff I, I barbecue, and grill and smoke and all that stuff. I've never done spam. I don't know why. But I like it, the fried <laughs> Spam with some just good old white bread and a little light mayo on it, and I am in hog heaven, buddy. I am like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm really I good at that. Well, you also, um, you know, besides Artie and and Ray and Vic and those guys, you also, uh, Paul Kirk writes something for you every month, and I always like to read Paul's stuff because Paul brings a really different perspective. Um. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Paul went to school with Jesus back in the day. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, he's he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. He's funnier than I'll Get Out, but if you get to know him. But he, he doesn't mess around with stuff. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks.
1: That's it. Yeah, we missed Paul this month. Um, didn't have a uh, recipe from him, but we for many years. And right, usually on a monthly basis. Um, Paul was right there with us and over the years has had a, a, many a turkey recipes and, um, then usually in, uh, December, the thing I love most about him, he'll tell you how to use the leftovers um, that you've collected all year long and how to throw them in the brunswick foods and yep. and different things like that. So yeah, definitely no wasteful, no nonsense kind of guy there. And, um, but, yeah, so we got um, uh, Raymond Cato uh, and Ray, you mentioned Ray Sheehan, uh, a couple of guys who did some uh, non uh turkey um, versions. Um, Ray actually did the old state fair turkey leg recipe, which, you know, a lot of people with the COVID stuff has missed their state fairs sure. or county fairs or whatever where you catch the turkey legs. But he's uh, submitted a recipe this month to tell you how to do your own uh, state fair type, uh, turkey legs.
0: Um, national barbecue news is, uh, the November issue in the mail or is it just coming out now? No,
1: sir. It's in the mail for those who get the print subscription, but now you can look at the digital subscription now online at barbecue com, And, uh, you check it out for a few days there. It'll be up for free, but, um, after that, we'll take down the, the free sample deal, and then you'll have to subscribe to it.
0: There you go. That's great. Okay, Kel Phelps, uh, publisher, owner, and workaholic for the National Barbecue News. Thanks for being on this month, buddy, and we'll talk to you the first part of December.
1: Hey, man, you got it, brother. Have a great Thanksgiving, man, and uh, stay safe. and. Um... Just keep it smoking, whatever
0: you do, brother. You got it. We'll be back with more Barbecue Nation here on the Sun BGI Radio Network right after this. Hey, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Keep them moving. Hey everybody welcome back to barbecue nation we're going to be talking with alan dixon from pig out roasters up in canada in just a minute if you'd like to e- email us it's very simple you can just go to the website which is barbecuenationjt.com and there's a little button there and you can send me a message there or if you want to get it to me faster um, you can just go info at the cowboycook.com. We can also find us on Facebook, which is barbecue nation slash JT, on Twitter, cowcook57. And we're on 17 different podcast platforms now. And that's growing almost every month uh, to stuff that we're doing overseas and things with the show. So um, just reach out. And if you've got a question or if you've got an idea or if you want to show us a product or something, Please feel free to do so. So uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Alan Dixon from Pig Out Roasters. Alan is from St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. And I happen to know that town, even though I live clear out on the West Coast, because I've got a friend that lives there and he's lived there for years. And I've been there a couple of times. But Alan immigrated from Scotland um, 13 years ago or so over to Canada. And his story is pretty interesting. Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. I'm very pleased to be here. No worries. So I guess the first question, let's get a backstory on you a little bit. What prompted you to immigrate from Scotland, where they have the greatest whiskey in the world, uh, over over here to North America?
2: Well, my background was in hotels and restaurants, and we had a very large outside catering operation. And we've been doing it for 19 years and uh, we were over in Canada on holiday, and we were heading back to the airport, and I was just thinking of all the nonsense I had to deal with when I went home. And uh, I just said to Anne and the kids, I think fancy moving to Canada. We seem to like it. So the kids all thought, this was a brilliant idea. My wife looked at me as if I had two heads. (laughs) Um, and, uh, And she said, like, well why and I I told her why and she said it's funny I'm thinking the same thing so we just went back and looked into how to move over here and um, put everything we owned up for sale and moved over Uh, just to completely reset start again Um, we knew nobody in Canada and uh, it was a real real challenge for us Uh, but it's one that uh, has really paid off Um, We came over here and started up a whole new um, business, a new concept. I mean, I must admit, when we um, told people locally what we were doing, you could see in their faces, like, that's never going to (laughs) fly. Anyway, all the doubters, um, every single one of them, and I know them very well, have had us do catered events, and uh, four of them have actually bought my roasters because they are really good.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about your rosters in just a couple of minutes, but uh, I, I'm always fascinated with people that just pick up, and even though it's not literally halfway across the world, uh, it's as we say out here in cowboy country, it's a fur piece uh, of distance. There, you had no you know, no job lined up, no anything you just did it and decided you were going to make it work, and that's very commendable. Was it really tough at first? When you came? Um, it, it,
2: it was in, in some respects, but in, in many respects, no. and um, myself and my kids are all kind of outgoing people. We're all very sociable. Um, so it, it, it wasn't much of a challenge on that front. The Challenge was setting up a new business. Um, I've always been self employed, so as Anne, we've, we've always worked for ourselves. Um, don't think anybody would right mind employing me anyway, other than me. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it, has it, been yeah, it was a challenge, but uh, it, it's one that we really look forward to and, and just you know, just pull up your socks, roll up your sleeves and get stuck in and, you know, have a belief in what you're doing and just go ahead and do it. And when we met the advocators out here, they were, you know, quite a bit few of them were the same thing, but you just have to, you know, stick to your guns and say, no, I want it this way, I want it made with this material and, you know, just do it. So,
0: so what your... your product is called Pig Out Roaster, and and you can go online and find it, and we'll talk about that where people can find it a little later in the show, but I was looking at it, and, and it was quite a unique design. How did you come up with this as far as, is this something you'd been kind of mulling around in your noggin for a long time, or did you just have an epiphany one day and say, this is the way I've got to do it?
2: Um, no, we had, um, as I mentioned before, we had a, a very large outside catering um, company in Scotland where any given weekend we would be doing six or seven weddings. Um, our hotel and restaurants had um, international accolades for um, the food. And where we lived in Scotland, there was a lot of country houses and that had all started doing become wedding venues. And they all wanted to have, you know, uh, Restaurants that had good accolades to to provide the food for the weddings, you know, just sure. their, um, you know, their uh, standards high. So they picked on us, and um, it was the weekends were always a bit of a nightmare trying to manoeuvre kitchen equipment round about into fields and tents and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I actually had a it was a, a pig roast machine. It was more like a, a coffin with a burner on it, and um, to be honest, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it, it was really torture to work with. But um, the concept was really good, people started to really like the idea. So we tried to um, we, we tried to make it more acceptable because it was always very dirty and grubby. But we were dealing with high end people and high end weddings, so we wanted to kind of clean it up. Um, so it was a very small part of our operations when we in, in Scotland, and then when we moved over to Canada, the, the prospect of doing hotels, restaurants, and bars again really turned me off and uh, so I said to Anna, I said, well, let's do something similar but different so we we decided to pick on the pig roasting because it was you know it, it was nice and easy it could be we made it into a one man operation, you know one one chef me, uh, one pig roaster, one pig. yeah, and you can go to somebody's backyard, produce a really good um, you know barbecue uh, which is different because over here not a lot of people are able to do whole roast pigs right. Um, so and it became very much a wow factor.
0: We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back with Alan Dixon from Pig Out Roasters. We're going to kind of dig into the roaster when we get back. So please stay with us. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Network. If you're enjoying G.T. and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G., where we talk home improvement and design, right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. We're talking with Alan Dixon from Pig Out Roasters. Uh, Before we jump back in with Alan, we want to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended and beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Also, Gunter Wilhelm Knives for very much a reasonable price for some good chef knives and boning knives, utility knives, what have you, a whole set. Uh, I have a whole set, but um, they're very functional. They're made with uh, great quality steel. They're very well balanced. You can really economize your time using the knife in the kitchen. So check them out online, please, at GunterWilhelmKnives.com. So let's get back and talk with Alan Dixon from Pig Out Roasters. So the I was telling you off the air about some adventures I had with cooking whole pigs and stuff. But um, in looking at now, I've not seen one of your pickout out roasters in, in person, but from what I can tell online, they're very good. They're very high quality stainless steel. They're very efficient like that. How big of a hog can you put on one of those? What's the average cook time that you can ascertain with uh, one of your machines? Give us the whole rundown on that. Sure, thanks. Um,
2: well, We're using the... Uh... North American, and I say North American because sometimes it's Canadian, sometimes it's American, um, stainless steel steel for food, medical grade stainless steel. Um, and the, the motor uh, comes from a company in Illinois, uh, Bison Gear, and they geared the motor down for me. again, we had some interesting conversations uh, about what I wanted and how I could get it, and eventually we did. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah called being Scottish, I think. Uh, yeah, that's uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> um, we recommend um, up to uh, about 150 pounds um, pig. However, having said that, uh, I did do a 180-pounder um, uh, barter pig, which is a much bigger, big fatty pig. Uh, that was an interesting cook. Um, it took my son and myself an hour and a half to tighten the thing to get it on the pole. He um, trying to move to 180 pounds of bad weight. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't for going in helpfully. help for it. So, um, yeah, so, you know, up to about 100, uh, 150, 160 pound pig is, is the, you know, is the optimal size. Um, we traditionally like to put, uh, usually, you know, the 100 pounders, 120 pounders, um, because there's a really good flavor in them. That's a really sort of a good size for a barbecue pig. Uh, the pig's maybe eight, 10 months old. Um, so it's got the, the, you know, the muscles have got some, you know, mass to them. They've got some flavor to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so yeah, 150, 160 is a, you know, good size, but anything less than that is perfect.
0: So what, what temperatures and how long are you taking to cook this on your pig out roast?
2: <clears throat> well, we, um, the rule of thumb when we were building it was, um, I wanted uh, one twenty-pound cylinder of propane to cook a hundred-pound pig, mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, that's what we set out to do. Because I, I figured that you know that was kind of like the average size we'd been cooking um, back in Scotland, the hundred-pound pig, and um, so I thought, well, it'd be a good idea if we can, you know, if we can do that on one tank of propane, so you don't have to constantly watch it and change over tanks. Right. Um, so. That's what we set about doing. Again, the gas engineers were kind of you know, no, you know, we could make it, but it would need to be uh, no, no, it has to be that. So we messed about it. But that uh, you know, the took us longest is getting the, the gas train right getting the, the flames right and sure flow, right. Um, which we've we've done very successfully and uh, I've seen roasters, which are 10, 11 years old, and when you like them, you still got beautiful blue flame. There's no yellow city flames coming. They're just very nice. That's what you want, the blue flame that gives you the most heat uh, and it doesn't give off the um, CO2 and the CO um, like, like the yellow flame does. Yeah. And cook time, 20 pounds an hour is what, uh, what we're looking at. No um, less guaranteed, 20 pounds an hour.
0: Well, that's not bad. So that's, let's see, that's uh, 15 bottles of Labatt's. And <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, you know, yeah, again, I come from a place where
2: we can manage 24
0: bottles and that thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. By the way, did you bring any uh, good um, of your single malts from Scotland when you moved over here? Oh, yes. Okay, good boy. Good boy. And just, just wanted to make sure.
2: I've got a whole new story on that one for you.
0: Okay, we'll catch that in the next segment. We'll do that. What do you? How do you season your hogs?
2: Um, that's a great question. A lot of people ask us that, um, and a lot of people are very surprised at the answer. We just use salt and pepper. Um, kind of ironic. We use kosher salt and uh, and just black pepper, and we just rub the, the skin on the inside of the belly cavity. Um with some salt and pepper and uh, that dries out and seasons it and it allows the flavour of the pork to come out. Yeah. Um, so we have all sorts of people that come out with different herbs and stuff like that. Um, if I really want to, you know, garlic is another thing, is another favorite um to use. Um uh, we just stud the, the carcass with some garlic cloves and squash them in. Yeah. That's some really good flavours as well. Yeah, that's but, uh, yeah, we we keep them with it
0: that's uh when not when we were doing it this story's about you not about me but when i was doing this with my friend fred years ago we would go actually make little cross cuts in a number of places around the body like in the shoulder and, and the hams and different things like that and we would fill it up with kind of salt pepper and three or four cloves of garlic yeah, and uh okay. and do that and then we would roast it and my favorite part, though, Alan, I got to be honest with you. My favorite part, and they heard me say it on the show before. I always kept a pair of needle nose pliers in my back pocket. And then when the cracklings got really good, I would just go by and tear some <laughs> tear some off the pig and eat those. I didn't really. I, I, The meat was great and I love it. But, you know, on a hot day and a cold beer and some cracklings, I was in heaven. Just just oh. telling you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that,
0: Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> How many hogs do you cook a year?
2: Oh, Um probably at the height of summer we'll be doing 15, 16 a week. Um, Whoa. So, yeah, that will be going on. For, because we have, um, we have different levels for uh, catering customers. Sure. And um, we have the kind of entry level where they want to rent the roaster. Uh, and do it themselves, um, but very quickly we found that the next question was, oh, where do I get a pig? How do I put the pig on the pole? Right. So we cut through all that, and we have like a one-stop shop. People will tell us they're having 60 people, we'll say, okay, 60-pound pig, we'll put it on the pole, we'll season it. All you have to do is come along, pick up the roaster, pick up the pig, five-minute How to use the roaster, and you we'll take it away and do it yourself. Yeah. Um, right the way through to doing... Um, you know, a full wedding with uh, all the plates and cutlery and, and trippery that goes along with it. Um, sure. So, so yeah, this time of year we're maybe doing two or three. We've got three on this week. Um, two corporate events. That's uh, companies that are just having you know uh, a kind of Halloween Thanksgiving type uh, event for their for their staff. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll go along and just set up the. In the car park and uh, and feed the feed the staff, um, so we do quite a lot of
0: that as well. Do you do a lot of, um, I mean, like your Canadian Football League isn't as big as our National Football League down here, but you guys do have, you know, you do have football and you've got a lot of hockey. Do you do the Canadian version of tailgaters for uh, for people with your yeah. with your cookers?
2: We don't tend to do that ourselves. Um, Drew, our chef, has done a couple of them, and um, we, we people tend to uh, just rent them and do it themselves. Right, They're much happier doing it that way. So are we, um, so they can they can just rent it and take it
0: away. Are the cookers available in the states?
2: Yes, they yes, are.
0: Okay, good, yes. good, good. I just
2: we uh, don't have uh, we don't have any um, distributors or agents. Um, we deal direct. With the customers. Yeah. Um, we've uh, kind of shied away from distributors they so, are um, kind of uh, greedy. That's probably the best way. Oh, well, yeah. And, they, uh, they
0: definitely want a cut of everything. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, and it gives us a great um, opportunity to chat with our customers. I um, mean, it's a silly thing to say that every single customer I have has my mobile phone number. Um, and I'm talking to customers from. French Polynesian Islands to two down in Australia. I mean, if they have a problem, they can call me. Um, and people do. Um, and, it, uh, you know, it, nine times out of ten, it's just a reassuring call. Oh, Alan, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing it right. They say, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You're, you're great. Um, so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a good opportunity to, to speak to our own customers, personal touch.
0: No, I like that. Yeah. Um... What is a, we've got a, we've got about a minute, so we'll start this and we'll pick it up on the other side, but, um, like shipping weight and stuff, what is a, uh, pig out roaster weigh?
2: Um, right. Just the, the basic unit being shipped out will be 400 pounds. Okay. Um, at the moment we are, uh, we're including shipping, um, for the, the purchase of the roaster, um, we're including the shipping, now, um, don't get confused with me being very generous. Again, I'm Scottish. <laughs> it's really <laughs> to do with the uh, with the Canadian exchange rate. Sure. Um, so the way it goes, the way it's working at the moment, it's working very much in, in your favor in the tape. Um So that allows us to, to get rid of the one thing that people really don't like, and it's paying money for shipping.
0: Oh, there you go. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with uh, Alan Dixon from Pig Out Roasters from St. Catharines, Ontario, formerly from Scotland, if you couldn't tell that already. And uh, Alan and I will be back in just a couple minutes. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT here on the, uh, well, actually, the Barbecue Nation radio network. We'd like to uh, tell you we've spread out now. We'll have some new affiliates we'll be announcing. But right now, we'd like to say hi to Kixi, K-I-X-I up in Seattle, a new affiliate up there, and we thank them for... uh, joining the uh, barbecue nation. We appreciate that. Uh hour two coming up, we've got Bill Gillespie uh the pitmaster champion from Massachusetts. Bill's been on the show before so we're gonna be talking to him. Now let's get back to Alan Dixon from Pig Out Roasters. Um what's the cost? Um at, at the moment the basic unit unit is uh is just under five
2: thousand dollars. It's uh up to nine fifty. And uh-huh. um, that's your basic unit delivered to your house. Um one of the other things that we did uh when we came to Canada was I took the time to go on the uh, the, the course organized by the Border Services people. Um and I have all the correct NAFTA or as I might call CUSMA um certifications. So there is no um there's no uh Import duties and um, customs fees and that sort of stuff. Oh, good. So um, a lot of people get put off by that, oh, it's coming internationally, going to get hit with it, whatever. Um, but we, we spent the time and the uh, money to get it certified internationally, um, which allowed us to uh, claim all the master um, and certification and clearances or whatever sure. you call it. Cause it's always changing the name for some stupid reason. Um, uh, so, so we've got all that. So there, there's no extra costs, no hidden costs. What you pay is what you get. It's delivered to your front door.
0: Well, I think people have gotten spoiled, Alan, between Amazon and eBay.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
0: You know, their, their biggest, uh, not their biggest, but one of their biggest, I'd say it's probably in the top two or three um, sales features is free shipping on most stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know you're right because people say well yeah i don't have a problem paying five grand for a pig out roaster it's something i could use maybe they've got a catering service or whatever but then if they got hit with another eight hundred dollars in um shipping and and duties yeah. and that they that puts them off
2: yeah it's about tasting your really.
0: yeah it's really tough um do you, where do you see this going in the next few years? If if you put on your prognostication hat and are you going to big, build bigger, uh, you know, two hog units or what are your plans in that regard?
2: Um, well, we've looked at this and, um, my grandfather was a, uh, an engineer and, uh, we had a couple of things that stuck with me. Number one, if it's not broken, don't go fixing it.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, and number two is, if you want something to work properly, get a lazy Scotsman to build it for you. Um, <laughs> so I'm not. What we're the way we're looking at our, our business going is, is is not an added value, and uh, people keep asking us about, oh, how did you start? How did this go? How how did you find that? How did you? So what we've done is we've come up with um, what we call a, a business in a box. Where you, where you, you buy the equipment and you buy into to, to what we have. It's not a franchise. We tried that. That's an expensive piece of money. Um, it's not a partnership or anything. It's just us helping you use the equipment make, uh, to make a living. Look um, it. Right. And we've had a lot of success um with that is the people that have taken the time. We had a couple of guys um, come over actually from uh, uh snomish. is it over Snomish over New live um north of Seattle
0: yeah, snomish uh, yeah
2: yeah they, they bought a couple of roasters um, several years ago, and uh they are absolutely flying and they keep blowing us up with new ideas um the use of a fish basket to bake apples on they go and do events mhm. Uh, Craft beers and things like that, and they core out the uh, apple, wrap it in tin foil, put in some uh, raisins and some demerara sugar, and a little bit of rum sometimes, and then fold it over and and cook it on the rotisserie baskets, you uh, know, and then selling that with a sushi of cream on the top for you know a couple of bucks at the at the farmers market, and they're um they're, you know they they are telling us new things, um, we had uh, a young lad in Ottawa dropped out of university and wanted to buy a roaster. His dad went crazy with him. His dad came and spoke to us. Um, Matt now has four of our roasters and his father works for him. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, we've had some wonderful uh, wonderful times. A yeah, Filipino couple came up from New Jersey and the uh, guy's wife was in tears on the phone to me because he couldn't make this work. And, so we told them to come up to us. So they come up for um, three or four days and we came around to all the events that we had on. We took them to them. We showed them how we deal with it, how we organize our events. And they went back and I got a lovely, lovely letter from them just thanking us so much for putting them in the right track and sending them in the right direction. And um, they were hoping to, well, they were hoping to buy another roaster this year, but the way things went, it didn't happen. But uh, I'm 100% confident they'll buy another roaster next year. So what we're trying to, Give people an added value. I'm not just buying a piece of equipment that's going to sit in the in the garage with a, a dust cover on it. But it's actually going to going to show you how to, to use it. We're going to you know help you get yourself sorted out uh, and, and use it every you know we can to to make some money.
0: Yeah. Well, you can you know if you're willing to put in the work. From what I can tell, looking at your website and stuff, reading the material. But if you're willing to put in the work. Uh, that Because it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time even yeah. after you get the roaster or unless you've already got a catering business. But it's going to take a little time to build up your business and do that. But you could do very well with something like that because it's so unique.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and that's what, I mean, we've had so many inquiries recently no sales. But people are realizing that when all this carry-on dies away, which it will hopefully shortly. Yeah. And then everybody's going to want to offer something different um, to the catering clients. And, and people are looking at and We are certainly a different operation. And it's a very easy operation. It's, you know, we're using um, fresh meat. but Everybody wants to know where the food's coming from nowadays. So we're using whole fresh eggs. Um, you're cooking it in front of them. And the value factor is just amazing. Um, Everything you do in event, all these you know, phones come out, people are clicking away, taking pictures. Oh, yeah. On um, uh, your social media, if, you're, if you've got a small company, your, your social media just lights up.
0: Um, <laughs> and- Alan Dixon, Pig Out Roasters. Alan's going to stick around for after hours, I think, so we'll be talking to him again. But thanks for being on the regular show, Alan. We really appreciate it. Fascinating story about Pig Out Roasters. Okay. I hope I didn't talk too much. No, no, you're perfectly fine. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Remember, I'm coming up the next hour here with Bill Gillespie for those uh, affiliates down the line that carry both hours of the show. And if not, remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. You can check out more stuff on BarbecueNationJT.com, And uh, we'll see you next time right here on The Nation.